Hello, Monetization Nation. I'm Nathan Gwilliam, your host, and welcome back to another episode with Jody Miller. Jody is the author of The Masogi Method. In the last episode, we discussed what The Masogi Method is and how we can find our Masogi. Today, we're going to continue our conversation and discuss Masogi implementation and key benefits. We're going to cover the following key takeaways. Number one, to find our Masogi, we should find a quiet place and give ourselves time to think. Number two, to accomplish our Masogi, we should map out our journey and be willing to do what others are not. And number three, when we complete our Masogi or shift our lives, it changes us. And afterwards, we want to help more people and make a difference. Will you teach us uh, the basics of the Masogi method? There are a lot of steps to it. If you go get the Masogi method book, I mean, you could just get it on Kindle. It's not expensive. Um, it goes through all the steps and has notes so you can write stuff down and kind of kind of uh, track your journey. But ideally, you want to you want to get away from everyone and and really be careful to surround yourself with positive people. I, I keep saying that, but that's really important because this is such a big reach. So first thing you want to do is just get quiet and get away. And what I did, I went to a three-day silent meditation retreat at this monk place above um, Big Sur. And literally, I couldn't talk for three weeks. You go to meals, you can say anything. I had this little cabin. I watched the squirrel eat the same nut the same way a hundred times. You know, like I, I just stopped and I was quiet. And so when you're quiet, and I'm not saying you have to go on a silent retreat for three days, you could just go for a walk, sit on a bench, meditate. I meditate every day. Um, and just give yourself quiet and don't push the process and, and ideas will come to you and write them down. And then eventually the right one is going to come up. And so in the talk of that you're meant to give, we go through this, this process for the talk, which in a way is very connected to a Masogi. And so that's the first thing you do. And then you start to write things down and then eventually you get what that is. And then you have to craft your message, um, to yourself. Like what's my process? How am I going to do this? Who's going to be on my team? So then what you do is you start to map out your journey and who's going to be on your support team. So your support team again is very important. And then you start to time it out on a calendar of how you're going to get it done. And then you're actually going to start taking action and the action doesn't have to be perfect, but you're going to start taking action. Like Darren, when he said to the, you know, the board shaper, could you think you could build me a board that would hold me in this special chair that's going to get me across the channel? And you start to get it, all your people together. And there, there's some, there's a lot of mindset that goes along with that. And then eventually when you're ready, so you're not going to climb Mount Everest tomorrow, right? You know, that, that's why I'm saying you're not going to be stupid about it. You, so the other rule is it can't hurt other people and you can't kill yourself from it. So 50% or greater chance of failure, you can't harm others and you can't harm yourself. So you want to be smart. Like there's one NBA basketball star. One way that he did his Masogi is he used to, uh, he would carry rocks underwater um, to expand his breathing capacity and ended up shooting more three point. Um, his name's Kyle. I can't remember Kyle's last name, but more three pointers that year in basketball than anyone in history. So his Masogi was to do that. And he did it by expanding his lung capacity and surrounded himself with a team and a lot of, you know, help so that he didn't get hurt 
being willing to do those things that other people aren't willing to do, to push ourselves harder than than they're going that that last, you know, 10% uh, that, that others aren't doing is what really sets us apart. And, and also, Nathan, a lot of people give up. And and again, you know, there's no pressure with a Masogi. It's like, like I say, if you end up doing half of it, you're so much further along. You, you haven't failed. There's no such thing as failure. If anything, you're probably going to get up and you probably are going to finish it. I don't know many people who don't finish a Masogi because they're so far into it. They're like, oh, my God, look how far I've gotten. Like, I can do this thing. So it's rare when I find someone who doesn't finish it, but it's okay if you don't. Okay, so how do we apply this Masogi method to our businesses? When I was in strategic consulting, so after I was in TV, I became a media investment banker, and then I moved more into strategy consulting just because my kids, I wanted to be around more. Yeah, there are some big leaps that companies have taken reorganizing their company, changing the way that they treat their employees, um, changing the whole way the company operates, changing their supply structure. I mean, there are big leaps that companies take all the time. And like, for example, I used to consult for a company called the Williams Company. So they're one of the largest oil and gas companies in the United States. And they laid fiber along the pipeline um, and the oil pipeline. So they called the fiber Vivix. This was years ago. And they said, Jody, can you help us we think we want to do something with this fiber that we've never done before. That's like, there's no chance that, you know, we're going to be able to do this. But since you come from TV and technology, can you help us? And so what they wanted to do is, was use that pipeline to send, um, this is long before the internet was really anything big, send um, single radio songs to uh, radio stations across the country with their fiber. This had never been done before. People sent CDs. Right. So we found a way to digitize the content. And this was something that had never been done before. Digitize the content. We got and we teamed up with another company and put these little boxes in all the radio stations. The company was called DG Systems, has since sold. And we were able to funnel these singles like crazy. And so all of a sudden, bam, someone could be on the air right away instead of them having to listen to a CD and the program director had to decide and you know, what was the quality of that production, et cetera. And what was really cool from that for me is that I asked that partner company and my company that I was consulting for, I had written a song about my son. Remember the son who could only speak in vowels. Um, it was called Christopher's song and they sent my song and my song aired all over the country. And that was like sort of a bonus. I'm like, would you send it for me? And there I go, I don't know if they're going to play it. And I had it professionally done and, and um, post-produced and hired a great singer. And anyway, yeah, so that was cool. That was pretty cool. And what are some of the key benefits that a, benefit's gonna, that a business is going to receive from implementing the Misogi method? Depending on what it is, for sure, revenue growth, um, customer loyalty, customer engagement. When you do this, especially if one of your Masogis is to connect more with your customers, I mean, it does build loyalty and retention, therefore increase revenues because people are more loyal to you. I mean, I've seen that happen. I've seen the revenues go up. And also it retains your employees more if you're focused on employee retention. I'm just using this as an example because I've done a lot of workshops on that. People don't leave. If they don't leave, you're not spending all that money ramping up somebody else you have to hire to get to that revenue stage that the other guy was that just left. I mean, there's a lot of money that you invest when you hire someone. And so it's very helpful in that piece of the business. 
um, doing a roll up. If you're doing a roll up of an industry, so you're rolling up all your competitors, the small competitors, and all of a sudden you're the behemoth, you're the giant. I mean, revenues just go through the roof. That's an acquisition strategy. When I was an investment banker, we did a lot of roll ups. So that was a, that's a big misogyny. And I'm taking this industry and I'm going to be the leader. Okay, let's let's do a little shift here to your book, um, From Drift to Shift. Can you talk us through what are some of the key takeaways that that people would, would learn from this book? Oh, it's, it's not unlike the Masogi method. I mean, so I wrote Drift to Shift and then I gave the TEDx talk, then I wrote the Masogi method. So, so Drift to Shift is, again, shifting your life into a new place where you can achieve the impossible and you create a new possible for your life by doing these things. Like one of the stories is this gentleman named Andy, who used to be the CEO of Squaw Valley. And Andy was in a, um, a flight accident. He was a para parachute guy. And I think he was wing flying at the time. You know, those wing suits that they wear. So Andy, um, at the last minute made the wrong choice on where he wanted to land. And he went over a vineyard and he landed on a very bad spike, which ripped off all the skin down to the bone along his arm. I believe it was his right arm, literally down to the bone. And he was dying in the vineyard. They were trying to find him like the guys were watching him. And, and so he kept thinking of the song Just Breathe by Eddie Vedder, who's one of my favorite singers. So Andy rehabbed um, over time. He, he obviously lived and he changed the whole way Squaw Valley ran. He changed it to a, a people-focused company, not just let's see how many people we can get on the slopes. And just people started coming to the mountain more. They have Challenge um, Alpine and Challenge Squaw there. I used to send my son there to learn how to ski when he was three, which is really weird that I interviewed Andy all those years later. He wasn't the CEO at the time. So he just changed that company. He turned it around. They combined with Alpine. They built a lift that went over from the two mountains. And he just completely changed the company. And then he started this weekend warrior program where he brought in vets and gave them free skiing, free help, free everything with their adaptive instructors. And he did this once a month. And so he just became this beloved hero. And it changed his life. It changed who he was as a person. That's another thing is when you do a Masogi, it changes who you are. You want to give back. You want, you want to help others transform. You want to, you want to help people more. You're not as self-centric. You're much more altruistic. Like I found that's how I changed a lot. And that's why I'm constantly just helping people and believe monetarily that's been very rewarding, but that's not why I do it. I do it because I find such joy, like in the story about the gal with the sound of music, right? I find such joy in that she realizes, oh my gosh, and now I can change my life. I've changed my life and I have something to talk about here. I have something to share with women that have been abused. They can change their life. They can escape. That's going to be a pretty powerful talk. So anyone can do a Masogi. And in Drift to Ship, it's stories of people who've done amazing things with their lives and some pretty hard circumstances. So for anyone who's out there feeling depressed or feeling just kind of bored, you might just be bored with your life. You might say, I'm going to learn how to foil surf. You know, that might be something deep inside you. I don't know. You might want to do a 14er in Colorado. You might want to 
write a book. You might want to start a podcast, but it's, it's, it's making the big leap, regardless if it's a story that inspires you in Drift to Shift, if it's something from the Masogi Method, which shows you exactly how, I mean, it literally, it's like a workbook almost, or it's giving the talk you're meant to give. And any of those things, it, it just changes you forever. And you really feel the confidence that you can do anything. And it's not a, a conceited thing. It's, it's just a strength. It's a, it's a calm strength that you feel inside. But again, it, it's a very outward helping kind of feeling as well. And so that's what comes out of it. Can you share with me a couple of your favorite stories from Drift to Shift? Well, I love the story of Andy. I love the story of Darren. Um, Rita created a foundation for underprivileged kids to help them get jobs because she grew up with nothing in Canada. Nothing. Like literally, I don't think she even had shoes. So now they're in partnerships with corporations all over the world. Starbucks is one of their big ones. And they agree to see these kids after they go through boot camp of her company. And they give them first dibs on a job at Starbucks or at Rally's um, food market. There are ton, there's so many companies that they're aligned with, they can't even keep up. But they train these underprivileged kids who have nothing on how to interview for a job, how to dress for a job, how to do a resume, what to say, how to get the job, and they follow them the whole step of the way. And they partner with the companies that hire. So it's really very, very inspirational. Literally every story in that book, I, and I had about 50 that I could have chosen from. I think I ended up with about 15. And every one of them I recommend will inspire you in a different way or in, and certain ones will inspire you and other ones may not matter to you. But that's why I chose very different people from different walks of life. And same thing with on my podcast, very different people from very different walks of life. Because when people listen to podcasts, they want to learn and they want to be inspired. And some things speak to some people why other things don't. And that's okay. Thank you so much, Jody, for sharing your stories and insights with us today. To learn more about or connect with Jody, you can check out her books on Amazon, listen to her podcast, or watch her TED Talk. And there's links to each of these sites in the blog post for this episode on our site. You can also get a free ebook about passion marketing, which I wrote that can help you become a top priority of your ideal customers. And you can find it for free at passionmarketing.com. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode, and I wish you success in achieving your Misogi. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.